Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Um, somebody said the reason the government are not like, unlike other countries around the world, um, the reason the government are not um, easing the restrictions as quickly as we like is because they don't trust us. They don't trust the Irish citizens. That's what the burst of the email said. They don't trust the Irish citizens. They talked about, for example, the Garda Sheikana using a stop instead of a yield when it came to a checkpoint. In other words, they were very adamant that you could not go outside your, your area, even like Ruth, if you were going to get shopping for your granny who was 90 years of age. So there was no yield. Yield should have been talking to Ruth and saying, oh, well, that's okay, go and look after your granny. We didn't do that like most countries did. What we did was we essentially said stop. So let me just read out the email. I have listened quite often to people in hospitality industry discussing uh, frustratingly with you on the air how they can safely and responsibly operate their restaurants, bars, etc. And I'm sure most would be capable of doing just that. However, it comes down to trust. And by, uh, by and large, our government does not trust its own citizens. And it's right in our face. In contrast to other countries, have you ever wondered why virtually every road junction in Ireland when entering from the the minor into the major road is controlled by a stop sign, even where a yield would would be appropriate or sufficient? Oh, I get what she's saying now, or he. I get what she's saying. Yes, we do have more stop signs than yield signs, uh, obviously, literally, because we don't trust people to yield. I get you. I thought you were talking about the guards. But anyway, it's back to that word trust. Our government and the authorities, quite simply, do not trust us to act responsibly, even as drivers. Well, there has to be laws. I get that. And I understand what she's saying about the stop sign or he. Is it a he or she? I don't know. I don't. I understand what they're saying about the stop sign. In most of the countries, most of the signs are yield. Like you take, say, America. If you're taking a right-hand turn in America, which would be a left-hand turn in this country, you don't have to stop at a red light. You can yield... And if there's no oncoming traffic, you can turn. And that makes perfect sense because you've often been sat there at a left-hand turn. There's nothing coming. And you're only going left. You're not going across the junction anyway, so you're not in any real danger. But you can't go because the light says stop. And that's something that we do in this country. And say, I can give you a lot of other examples of how, as Irish people, we're not really trusted to obey the law. Drink driving is probably one of them as well. We have a very specific guideline to drink driving. You can't drink drive. You can only have roughly a half a glass of wine or half a glass of beer or whatever it is. So we have an amount. But again, take America. They do a sobriety test. They ask you, have you been drinking? If you you say you haven't and they think you have, they do a sobriety test. There's no specific amount unless they arrest you. So it's a different situation. Everything is done slightly differently. And I'm not comparing just Ireland with America, but other countries too. So the question is, do you believe the Irish government trusts the people based on today and this kind of slow, sequential opening, this cautious approach to opening, considering we have the longest lockdown in the world and we're watching our neighbours in Northern Ireland and the UK having a ball of a time uh, over the next, (laughs) over the summer, we're most likely going to be spending summer back in Ireland. I cannot see us leaving this country because although the EU said they're bringing in the green passports uh, to let people fly off to the sunset, Ireland still has the 2,000 euro fine at the airport. So unless you're going to go to Belfast Airport and fly off on your holidays, it's probably unlikely because the Department of Foreign Affairs will not lift the travel advisory ban. So the question is, do you think they trust us? Six people at a wedding indoors. 
Really? Do they trust us? I mean, these little snippets they gave us today, these little breadcrumbs they threw at us today. You can go to a hotel, provided you're staying the night, you can have a drink and a meal. But if you're not, you can't. Uh, they won't let the restaurants open, but they let the hotels open in, their, in early June. Hmm. So the virus, as I said earlier on, knows that you're staying the night. Whereas in a restaurant, which is exactly the same setting, you're not staying the night. The virus, COVID-19, is a very clever virus. It obviously knows you're staying the night, so it won't go near you. So the question is, do they trust us to be responsible? If the government said tomorrow, listen, we're going to lift all the guidelines, we're going to take away all the legislation, you can do what you want, but we're asking you, as a government and for public health, we're going to ask you, please, can you just, you know, be responsible do, you know what we were doing before with the masks in the shops and all that? Do it? Can you do all that anyway without having a law for it? Would you be responsible, please? Do you think Irish people would do it? Do you think Irish people would... I know they're all not going to do it, but they always said if you can get 80% compliance, well, that's usually good enough to work. Do you think Irish people would do it? Hmm. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Somebody says, no, did Stalin really say that? He did actually really say that. Yes, he sure did. Tom and Kildare saved you another example, but I don't have time to read it all out now, Tom, but I am reading it myself. Thank you very much. Mick, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Mick? Niall, how are you? Uh, how's things, Mick? Not too bad. Um, you well, you, would you mind me? Oh, remind me, I spoke to you before. You're a pilot, aren't you? I am, yeah, yeah. Well, well you yeah. haven't really been flying much lately, I wouldn't say. Uh, no, and actually, ironically enough, I flew today, but I just done... Um, Dublin to Dublin to give a, a couple of jets a run out just to get them back. So what do you do? Um, just just go up into the sky, fly around in a circle and come back down again? That's exactly what we've done. Just took off, took a right turn, a right turn, a right turn and came back in and landed and parked up, took the next one out and on the same day. Was well, a good crack all the same, um, is it? It was. It's something you don't get to do every day. You certainly wouldn't do a passengers on board and stay low over the city as well. So it was nice to do and just mm. kind of getting back into the swing of things. I was um, watching. I was watching one night a documentary uh, on Boeing. Sorry to take us off the topic slightly. And and when they produ- yeah. when they produce a new aircraft, and I can't remember which aircraft it was, but they put a shoe on the back of the aircraft, um, at the you know the tail where the tail kind of meets yeah. really hits. So it's to test to see what the angle is for takeoff, and they put the shoe there purposely. It's made of steel, so when they take off too steep, the shoe hits the runway and scrapes along. So they know exactly the angle that you need to take off on this particular plane. But then they would, they do all this crazy stuff like take it up to 20,000 feet and then just basically drop down again. And they dive down just to see that they make sure the aircraft can withstand the pressure of, you know, this kind of force of going down at that speed. It's incredible that, that what they put them through. Yeah, the, the, the test flights and that sort of stuff. Yeah, should they do it on uh, with the aircraft jamming, uh, slamming on brakes and that and boarding out engines and throwing frozen turkeys through the engine to try and break the engine as well, so... All right. Um, frozen just turkeys. <laughs> yeah, just pretty much to see how much damage they can do to the engine before it breaks up. So what what, what, what what aircraft were you flying today? Uh, the 737. All right, okay. So the Boeing, Boeing aircraft as well. It's a fairly major uh, aircraft around Europe. A lot of people would have been on them going on their holidays. And that. Yeah, I, I've flown one myself around Dublin on my flight simulator, my Microsoft flight simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, have you seen the latest Microsoft Flight Simulator, the new one? It's I a, have, yeah. It's incredible. I now, but I've 
the graphics are fairly good on it, all right. Oh, it's it. when when I go back to when I had my first computer, which is a ZX eighty one, back in the day, and the flight simulator was like four little lines with a couple of numbers on it. I mean, yeah, the, the yeah. new and oh, the it's the, the graphics are just incredible. You, you would actually think you were in a plane. It's incredible. Yeah, it's pretty good, all right. Okay, so in other words, if you ever collapse, Mick, while you're flying and we're going away in Hollyers and I'm in the back and somebody comes out and said, can anybody on this aircraft fly the plane? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> you have a basic knowledge anyway, yeah. So anyway, Mick, sorry, getting back to what you wanted to talk about anyway, go ahead. Uh, yeah, just when you were talking there about the, the guards and their, their, their power tripping and that, um, I obviously, because I'm not flying, I decided to, I had to get another job or do something to get some money and to pay the bills. Um, I went over to Rakul for an interview, and beside the Penny Hill pub there, there was a guard checkpoint. Yeah. It was pretty much the guard checkpoint was there every day, uh, 24 hours. Um, and on my way over, the guy stopped me, asked me where I was going. I told him, and he says, pull in there for a second. Pulled in, um, came over, asked me again, told him the story, told him what I used to do, well, what I'm employed to do, but I'm not doing it at the moment. Um, and why it was going over to Rakhul, and he says, I don't think this is an essential journey. And I, what? I, said, I, said, I was like, how is it not essential? I need I need to go over here to, to, to get a to, job. For an interview. Yeah. To get a job. <laughs> like, and, are you okay? Can I have your license? Gave me license. Uh, where are you living? Um, told him where I, where I was living. He says, it was different to the license. So I only bought the house. Like, just before COVID and the last thing I was worried about was the address of my driving license and I didn't have the money to be tra- changing it either well you don't have um, to by the way you're not obliged no, to change it but, no but like that, I had stuff in the car me, my insurance to my new address and everything so there was no issue there but it was outside the 5k so he went off anyway and spoke with his colleague and came back and said um, we've discussed that and we've decided it wasn't an essential journey. I'm now issuing your the hundred euro fine under the health act. This, uh, yeah. uh, the health act of whatever it was. Um, and I had to plead him. I played him for twenty five minutes, and he just wouldn't wasn't having any of me. So what are you going to do? No. Are, you, are you going to pay it? Um, well, I went in the bin. Because I was going to say, I mean, that would be a genuine case to take to court well, and, and I, say I, to a I, judge, I, I, I believe it's a necessary journey. I wouldn't mind. I rang the guy that I was going over to meet, and I he answered the phone with like it wasn't like I, I rang and it was just like how are you. He, he answered the phone and said the name of the company, yeah, and his name, and the guard was standing beside me on the Bluetooth on the car, and still no, not I, it's not in the same journey. That's overzealous policing, isn't it? I mean, there's no need for that. But he took, he, he was standing, we were literally 30 minutes. It was 25 minutes pleading with him, plus the time that he went off to, to canoe with him. Were, were you late for the interview because of that? I, I told your man when I was on the phone to him, I said, look, there's a guard here, power tripping, and he wants to... Did you, say, did you, did you say that in front of the guard? Yeah. <laughs> power yeah. tripping. At this, at this stage, I just lost the will to be... To uh, be polite, nice. yeah. And polite with him, like I, I was pleading the, the the fact with him, yeah, and told him why, and kept telling him, I was like, can you not use common sense here? No, no, hundred euro fine under the the act that's in place at the moment because you're outside your five kilometres. No, well, no, I, I can't, I can't tell you what to do, but if I, that was me in that situation, I would certainly just, I wouldn't pay it, and I'd let it go to court, I, and, I, I, and I'd I, plead I, my case. I, I, 
I'll let it go to court. And I think it, I think there was a, a caller on before with yourself that said uh, there's nothing in the legislation to say that the, the fine goes up if you go to court. So mm. if it goes to court, it's a hundred euro. I'll plead. I'll, I'll plead the, 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 in front of a judge, and if he does it, I'll just I'll just go again. Yeah, well, you, can, you, you can appeal it again, yeah, yeah. I'll appeal, I'll appeal, it, I'll appeal it as far as it goes. I, I wrote, well, so I mean, you get as far as the circuit court, you wouldn't be going to the high court now because it's been costing no, you a quiz. But I, I, I sent the letter to the local uh, TD and got the generic uh, thanks book. Nothing we can do for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, see, yeah. here's my thing. Who decides what's a necessary journey? I mean, because I, I mentioned to you that Ruth who works for us here in the show, her her granny is, was it Ruth, 92, 94? What is she? 93. She was going to uh, do a bit, of, as she does on a regular basis, before her granny, yeah. I don't know, I think her granny's got her vaccinations now, but she was going to, to bring her, uh, to get her shopping for her and make her a cup of tea before she goes to bed, right? And she was doing that and the guard stopped her and she said, well, I'm just going to get my shopping for my, my granny. And she says, yeah, but you're outside your 5K. Actually, she wasn't. She was actually within her 5K. And he said to her, well, um, it doesn't matter in your 5K. It's not a necessary journey. And she said, she's 93. She lives on her own. I have to do her shopping for her. And he says, I don't consider it to be a necessary journey. And he went on and on and on. Eventually, he said, I'll let you go for this time, but don't let me catch you again. And I'm going, but, but, what sort of loonies this, are these people? This is the thing. Like, like you said, who who actually decides if necessary or not? Like, you have Mia Martin saying, like, you're looking after your parent or an elderly grandparent or whatever, and you have your bubble person you can go to. Mm-hmm. Like, the amount of times I went through checkpoints, and I could be going anywhere, and all I just say to them is, oh, I had to bring the car to the garage, or I had to tell them some non- nonsense Cock and story. Cock story, yeah. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. And the one day I was actually honest with the bloke, I got 100 quid points. Yeah, that's a little bit over the top, police. And, 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 and my fear way. is, and can I just say, but I want to just preempt that sentence by saying most guards don't want to be there, right? But yeah. there are some guards who are, I, I genuinely believe some, not very many, who are actually getting off on the power. Um, but the only thing I, I fear is, is that people have taken a dislike to the type of policing that they're doing at the moment. And it's going to be very hard to mend that when this is all over. Oh, very much so. And like that, I, I met a guard down in Carlo, and I was uh, the company I'm now working for at the moment. I had to go down to Carlo for them, and there was a checkpoint going into the town. And your man pulled me over, and we had a 15 minute conversation about the world life. Basically, he was only too happy to get someone that just going, "Oh yeah, I'm going to the shops." And <laughs> he was wondering what I was doing and what it, why it was down that end of the, the country. And he was only too happy to have a conversation. He said he just wanted life. a chat. <laughs> yeah life friendly not a bother to him and yes a couple of days or a couple of days earlier I was talking to him you were nearly, you were nearly being arrested for going for a job yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah for going to the job that I was telling and I wouldn't mind I wanted to tell the guard but it's just like they, they're not going to they're not going to give out about their own like like myself I wouldn't give out about my own but like that it was just it, it's chalk and cheese to how some of them how some of them act yeah, well, I, 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 don't, I don't think we used a common sense approach to it. I, I think we used a blunt instrument and I don't think we used a very common sense approach. And I, this woman mentions, by the way, about the Irish not being trusted. And she talks about a yield and a stop sign. And that's what she's saying, that if you look at all Irish roads where you have a minor road coming to a major road, you have a stop sign and not a yield yeah. sign. In other words, they don't trust us to yield. You know what I mean? No. And the same thing comes when they're implementing these guidelines. They can't just make them guidelines. They have to make them laws. 
because they don't trust us. And the thing about it is, even when they made them laws, the same people are going to disobey them anyway. So it doesn't make any difference. Absolutely. And, and it, it, it's also, too, when, they, when they're coming across you, it, they're as condescending as can be. And they talk, they, 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 ministers are talking down to us as if we're children and we need to be slapped in the back of the hand and told this is how life is going to be. And then you have a minister for hell telling us there's 31 days in June. Well, I had my son. And, my son was stopped there a while ago in his car. Now he drives. He drives a nice car, which kind of gets a bit of attention. When I say gets attention, maybe the wrong sort of attention sometimes. But he was going two kilometres away from where he lives in his apartment uh, in the city centre, and he was going. He wanted to go to Aldi rather than the spa shop up the road because the Aldi is cheaper, you know. And the guard yeah. stopped him and told him that he's not allowed to go to Aldi; that he has to go to the spa shop near him. And he said, "Why?" He said, uh, you said, you're just not allowed. You might be going outside your 5K. He says, I won't be outside my 5K. And he says, you need to turn around. And he turned him around down the back. He wouldn't let him, wouldn't let him go to Aldi. He insisted he went to the spa instead. Well, and like that, I live on the Dublin Maid border. I live in Clonay. And like, we live on, in Dublin, but the Little and the Aldi are in Clonay Village, which is in County Maid. And myself and my girlfriend were going to the, to the Aldi one morning and the guard at checkpoint was at the top of our road, and he said, you can go to the one in Blanchardstown, which is 15 minutes away. You can't go to the one in your county, which is five minutes away. Dude, that, none of that makes any scientific, logical sense. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can walk to the Aldi from my house in Clonley Village, yeah. but I can't walk to the one down in Blanchardstown. Well, I could walk, but it'd take me 45 minutes. So, listen, getting back to the aeroplanes, I get your point, and I agree with everything you've said so far, Mick, but getting back to the aeroplanes... Uh, when do you think you're going to be back flying holidaymakers to the sun? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like you were saying, the government still have just €2,000 fine in place. Um, how they, if they implement the, the passport, uh, the, the vaccine passport, it might change things. But again, as you were saying earlier, I do feel it, the, it's mandatory vaccinating through the back door, as in... If you want to do things, you have to have it. If you don't want it, you don't do anything. You stay at home and sit and watch TV, and that's it, basically. Mm. Um, the planes, we're hope, we, we were hoping for a bit more from today, um, but it doesn't seem to have come. So maybe the second half of the summer, if they stop talking about lockdown 4.0, um, mm. And, and by the way, in relation to the planes, your, your 737, for example, how often does that ha- plane have to be taken off, you know, has to be given a bit of a run? I mean, does, does, does it have to go out at least once a week or something like that? Or I'm actually not 100% sure off the top of my head, but they they would generally like them moving as much as possible. Um, it's like when you go on holidays on... and you leave your car for a couple of weeks and sometimes it doesn't start properly when you get back and all yeah. that kind of you know. And you said, like, like the, the airline obviously don't want to be spending colossal amount of money because that's what it is to, to run the aircraft. Oh, well, I can um, imagine it probably costs a fortune to yeah. just to go around in a circle for half an hour. Yeah, like it's it's not a case of just starting and leave it sitting on the tarmac for five minutes and go back out and turn it off. Um, I mean, is like, it true, it, by the way, that the majority of fuel is used taken off? Uh, yeah, the, the, the majority would be the the takeoff landing, and then if there was a go around or that, so. Um, we would use we'd use a, a fair amount of fuel in it. Right. Um, like my flight, my flight today, I used half of the, the fuel taxiing as I did for the actual flight. Right. So okay, because it, you have to give it a lot of trust to get it moving in the well, first I, place. I, 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 we, the flight took uh, five hundred and eighty kilos of fuel, 
and we used 270 kilos taxi. Cheap. <laughs> What what is it by the way? It's aviation fuel, isn't it? It's, it's not it's aviation. not it's just very high octane petrol essentially. Yeah, pretty much. It has a, a, a lower degree of uh, combustion. Yeah. So it goes off at about 40, 40 degrees as opposed to uh, so it burns quicker. normal. Yeah, it burns car. quicker, yeah. Burns quicker, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And where where would you normally when you were flying schedules, where would you normally fly to? Oh, anywhere on the schedule, anywhere around Europe, North Africa, um, mm-hmm. and then down to the, 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 all the holiday destinations. So, are you, are you doing? Do you do, Ameri- do you do America at all? Or no, no, we, we don't do transatlantics. Right. Okay. And guess what airline it is now? So okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, and is it an exciting? Because every kid wants to be a pilot, Mick. Is it an exciting job? Oh, it is, and I wouldn't mind actually today. One of the, the neighbors. Uh, brought the young flu down because we were one of the only aircraft and we could taxi slowly past the viewing point and uh, he was there today waving out the window and sure he hasn't stopped talking about his neighbour being the pilot. He, he knew. I went off. Did you, can knew you wave out the window back at him? Is there a window that you could... Yeah, yeah. 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 So, he, like, his day was shuffling and like that, he's now wants to be a pilot and I know a lot of kids are, are like, it was always my, my dream to be so... I know, um, I mean, yeah, it is an exciting job, but is it, like like every other job, is it boring as well? I mean, when you're doing it gets, a flight... It gets down, repetitious. Yeah, it gets si- repetitious. Like get, getting up at four o'clock in the morning in the middle of winter um, mm. takes its toll. Like, like any job, like anyone getting up in the morning, so I mean, you're, you're just like, oh, jeez, I'd love today to be off, the weather was good, or your, your friends are going out the night before to have a few drinks. You know, or something did like you ever, that. Did you ever shit yourself? I mean, you know, like when I'm driving the car, for example, at the moment I'll sleep a car in next week for a service and I told them that every now and again I'm feeling a little bit of a misfire, right? Now, it's just, it's low revs. It's not a big deal, but I'm afraid it might get worse. It's probably an injector or something like that, right? But have yeah. you ever been like, you know, I don't know, 20,000 feet in the sky and went, shit, what was that? That doesn't feel right. Thankfully, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not in my commercial, um, in my commercial side of it. I've had issues with smaller planes during the years, um, back over in the states, and I done my, my original flight, my initial flight training. Um, but mm. that was that was a fuel leak, that was a fuel leak at twelve o'clock at night, and right, you're sitting you're sitting in, in Florida and having a clue where you are, you know. And, right. Okay. Um, but, but you, no, you, you've that never it, kind of fallen, you know, a few thousand feet in the sky suddenly and went, Whoa. Oh, no. God, no. What no. the hell was that? Um, th- thanks, thankfully, I've been fairly blessed with the, uh, just the, the bad weather or something that we had to divert somewhere else. But other than that, it's been um, touch wood. It's fairly smooth. Well, look, Mick, I hope you get back to work soon. I hope you get back to doing what you do best and what you enjoy. Uh, and everybody, well, everybody hopes that, to be honest with you, because we all want to get up there yeah. and sit behind you. Yeah, well, hopefully you see it's all soon, but we have to, uh, I think, like you said, people have to start kind of calling time on it and saying, look, there's, there's a certain amount we have to just to, to go back to some information and normality. And, yeah. Um, I don't know whether it is. If if the money does run out, then people will start reacting. But And do you, by the way, do you do the announcement when, people, when you land? Sorry, Matty, I'm going to be with you in a second. I do apologise, Matty. I know you're waiting. Mick, do you do the, the announcement when you land? Um, I, I generally do them uh, in flight. Uh, okay, so and then, depends. okay, yeah. so um, would you go to do any of the holiday destinations? Grand Canaria, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah go on, do yeah. a quick announcement. Make us feel good. Oh, geez, no, go away. Ah, you go. Do a quick. Was it, ladies and gentlemen? We've just landed in Grand Canaria. The temperature, the local te- was it? The local temperature oh. is what? The twenty-seven oh. degrees. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't forget. Thanks very much for the flight today, oh. and 
fly whatever airline it is again. We all know what airline yeah. it is. I'd be, I'd be lying to you if we didn't know at this stage what airline you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, look, they're a great airline. They've changed. They've changed the industry. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, you can't look. I got to just say it. It's Ryanair. I'm assuming, Mick, is it? I, I, you, 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 you can either admit it or deny. But the thing about it, the thing about it is, right? Even if it isn't Ryanair that you work with, you, people slag them off all the time. I hear people slagging off. You can't deny it. Ryanair have brought the prices down because they forced everybody to compete with them. Um, so I mean, they have done wonders for the aviation industry. I'm very, the only I, way. We, the only way we would have got off if they give had to stay the way it was. The only way we would have got off this island was with Stena Liner in a canoe. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it has, it has changed um, the aviation industry across the world. Absolutely, and, it is. It, I mean, it's it's like getting on a bus, you know, going yeah, away. It's, no it's, 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 it's a model that works, and it's gas. When you hear people say, "Oh, they, they should have their meals on board for free," and they say, "It's you're only going two hours." Yeah. I mean, if you were going to Galway on a bus, would you expect the driver to come around no, with a you, meal? Yes, <laughs> you, you, you spent nine quid for your ticket. You spend more for that going from town to stores in a taxi. I don't understand why people complain. Like, oh, yeah, all I got was a shitty glass of orange juice or whatever, right? And I'm going, if you were getting on a bus and going down to Cork or going to Galway or Belfast or whatever it is, you, you wouldn't get a meal. So why would you expect a meal to go two hours to, to where France you, you or... You wouldn't, get, you, you wouldn't get a meal from volunteers to the airport. <laughs> Listen, Mick, lovely talking to you, all right? Cheers, and I hope you get back to work soon, all right? Lovely talking to you. All right, see you, bye. Matty, you're an Ireland's classic kid. Sorry keeping you waiting, Matty. You're all right, not a bother. He was interesting, wasn't he? Mick is an interesting guy, I have to say. Lovely guy, Ah, but he's interesting. Coolest job in the world, anyway. Huh? He has the coolest job in the world, Why would you like to be a pilot, yeah? Uh, No, I'm afraid of flying, but... Are you? He gets to get out of this country. Well, he did. Well, he does. Well, I don't know. He said he was flying around in circles today, just getting the planes running. But <laughs> off the ground. And why are you afraid of flying, by the way, Matty? I don't know. Is that I don't like, like it. Like I do love it. I love it. I got just like gone holidays. But, but like, are you hanging on to the seat when the plane's taking oh. off? You're shitting yourself, like. White, white knuckling, yeah. Oh, white stop. Knuckling, yeah. yeah, you have to get over that, Matty. <laughs> because <laughs> it's still the safest way to travel. <laughs> oh, sure. Statistically, you've more chance. You've actually more chance of being killed in a car crash on the way to the airport. I know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maddie, you know you have a problem, Maddie. You've already postponed your wedding. We haven't officially postponed it, but we're yeah, we probably will because we're just stressed over whole trying to organise plan. Like me, Hall Martin coming on the news on Sunday, I think it was going. The summer is for outdoors. Yeah, kind of gone. And then he says hotels might not up until July, so we're we're August, and we're kind of like we can't send out invites a month before the wedding to fifty, twenty five, sixty. Twi- we twenty, well, twenty five people from June the seventh. I'm looking yeah. at here. Yeah, uh, it doesn't mention much more than that. To be honest with you, now I'm assuming that will go up again the following month, maybe to fifty at the most. And they probably might say to you that you can have more if you do it outdoors. Maybe if you had a marquee out the back of the hotel or something like that, you might be able to do a few more. I don't know. And the venue, that's all down to the venue. They can't answer that. It's just a pure... And it's not It's not the venue's fault. It's no, it's not. No. They're, they're fighting against them as well, kind of. But um, ah, the funniest thing was the 50. You can have 50 in the church and six in the six, venue. Six in the venue. Nobody, <laughs> wants, nobody wants to go to the church for a wedding. Well, it depends. And if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, you might want to. Yeah, all the, your granny and your... Nah, maybe that's about it. I mean, who are the six people? You, your missus, or your missus to be, yeah. your mother and father, and your mother and father, and that's it, really, isn't it? Yeah. 
That's exactly it. So well, it's, it's yourselves and six guests, so you can have oh, a bridesmaid. Oh, all oh, right. Okay, so, so, uh, oh, six yeah. guests. All right. Yeah, so, so you can have a bridesmaid and a, and a groomsman. Exactly. Um, mate of mine got married a couple of weeks ago. He had six. And he couldn't even have his groom's party added. It was a brother and sister on each side or something, I think. And um, again, they're, they're on about if you're staying there and all, but there's, no, there's so much unclarity from the government that we can't, there's no enjoyment in actually planning the wedding. So we just said, well, we just wait a year and, what happens, by the way, here's, here's the thing. What happens, like, if, if you're getting married and you have, say, two brothers and she has two sisters and you have a man and a dad and they, she has a man and a dad, so then you have to leave somebody out? That's what I mean. We have. We both, we both have more than three siblings on each side, so you so, pick your favourite one. and all <laughs> yeah, Pick so. your favourite one. You're not going, mate. They are nowhere. I stand yeah. in the family here now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that, it would be just unfair. It wouldn't be right to start picking people like that. Sure, it wouldn't. No, and that, that, exactly, and you're kind of, and even when we thought it'd be 50, when they were kind of, you know, everyone was just playing guess guess who, kind of like what um, I had aunties and uncles texting me going, look, if it's 50, don't bother inviting us, invite your friends who you want to there. And then you're kind of like, go on, Jason, now I want to invite you because you're being so nice. And then it, there was, no, there was yeah. no enjoyment in, because they're so unclear. Like, I, I had my stag book for the first weekend in July down in Dingle. And that's after being scrapped now because there's no... There's no clarity. We don't know if we can. If it's well, big. by July, Dingle, you might be, you might be able to, because intercounty travel starts on the fifteenth anyway, right? So you can leave yeah. the county, right? And the bed and breakfasts in the hotels, they'll be all open at that stage. Now, so you probably will be able to have your stag party. But are you standing outside with thirty-five yeah. lads, or are you sitting there? You have six. Ah, you many many lads are you bringing? Thirty-five. There's thirty-five in the WhatsApp. Ah, group, Jesus yeah. Christ! You won't be able uh, to do that. No, that's a no. no that's I, thought, I thought you were talking about five or six lads. No, but that's what it'll have to be. Like it'll have to be. And what are they going to do? Are they going to take your clothes off and, and chain you to a railings or something out there? Jesus, no. Well, I, I made it very clear none of that crap going on, but. That's yeah. probably made it worse, the fact that I said I don't want to. They're probably better off letting on that I do. So who's but your future missus, by the way? What's her name? Mary. Mary. And when did you pop the question? Oh, 2018. No, 2019. 2019. Right, did you get down your knee? I did. Somewhere nice? No, the sitting room. <laughs> this sitting room. It was room. a pure, not a panic job. I couldn't get the right <laughs> scenario. And I just said, oh, here, I'll do it now or I'll never do it. I'll bottle it. So, and was there, but, anybody, uh, was there anybody else there? Or was it just yourselves? No, just ourselves. And you had the ring ready? Had the ring ready. She didn't like it, so I had to bring it back. <laughs> and I would say, you know, one of these dummy rings. And why? Why? Why did she like it? Because she didn't spend enough money on no, it. No, I'm only messing. She was, you know, one of these dummy rings that you really get for forty euro. All right, and okay. And then you bring her back in and hold her wallet really tight when she goes in to get it. But uh, yeah, yeah, one of them. But um, no, again, we were looking forward to it, and then COVID hit, and we thought ah, we'd be all right for August 2021, and then three lockdowns later because. I don't know. I don't know about Netflix, but if you get something wrong three times in a job, you're normally out of it. Yeah, <laughs> these lads, these lads, these lads are in, they're infallible, really, aren't they? Oh yeah, it's not the thing. Three strikes and you're out. Like no. you're, you're 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 relying on people that are unelected and. Yeah, well I, well, I did say today, I believe Neffet, I'm not discrediting the people who work within it. I'm sure they're all very qualified in their own fields, but there are other people who are qualified who think differently. So I think, you know, they need to change it every now and again. There's a problem at the moment is I believe Neffet is an echo chamber. Yeah, exactly. Of the same group think of the, and the same way of thinking rather than a different way of thinking. They're always thinking the worst, like. They're always oh, yeah, thinking, yeah. Uh, as you said, your last conversation about the government not trusting us, they actually think it's Neffet that don't. They're kind of... They're like, not that I'm, no, I'm not mad pub drinker or anything like that, but there's like they're anti-pubs. Like, I don't know why the hospitality sector has been pointing fingers at around Christmas time. I was 
was in a couple of pubs and it seemed to be the safest environment that you could be in because mm-hmm. there was partitions up between every table. There was well, you were wouldn't, never, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be far safer being, you know, in a, in a pub with a few lads, you know, at least you have a barman there watching you to make sure you're you're playing the ball right, you know what I mean, exactly. and then being at home in your house with 20 people or something like that. And that's it, like, there was, I think I've seen pictures of the barge, and that's another thing, like, people taking pictures, the field needs to take pictures of people out enjoying themselves. But what is the story with the, 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 the court and twitchers? I, I, somebody put up a picture last week of a load of people all sitting on a green, and they were in groups of five or six. Each, they were students. They were probably all in their mid-twenties, right? Yeah. All had a few tins of beer. Beautiful day. Sun was shining. They were all just chatting. No trouble. No nothing, right? And somebody puts up this little video picture and scans the field uh, and just said, here we go again. Case numbers going up. Irresponsible people. And I'm going, oh, shut up. Yeah, and it's meant to be you can't transmit it outdoors or it's a very small percentage or whatever. Well, and then- 0.1% yeah. of cases have come from outdoors. 0.1%. If... As I, I keep on, my argument might be wrong, but i say saying if this happened 20 years ago and there was no such thing as mobile phones, would it be as drastic? If there was no such thing as the internet and yeah. social media, we wouldn't be doing would what we're doing today. Would be in lockdown? Would it be kind of considered yeah, a Yeah, well, hold on. Oh, I didn't even see Joe there. Joe! Hi, Noel. How are you? Yeah, sorry. Say hello to Matty. Hello, Matty. How are you? Joe, are you? I'm going to have to make this really quick. I've got two minutes, but go on, Joe. Well, i tell you something. There's no plan with this government. This government are just a complete and utter joke. Right. It's the same old carry-on again. They're just dittering, blaming us for everything. They don't trust us because they know that we know what they are. And do you they think, they think they're right not to trust us? Do you think if they let us do what we want to do, we'd be responsible, or would we all go mad? I suppose, look, people are going to go mad anyway. But look, at the, way will, yeah. look, at, the way look at the way they're treating the Irish people for the last uh, 12 months. They're treating them like dirt. Right. Treat them like dirt. That's what they're doing. And I think they have a, I think they have the brass neck to come out there this evening and start making comments about us that we're kind of like uh, we can't be trusted to do anything. But they didn't they actually say that. Them. But they, they kind of say they're not saying that. But underhandedly, I think that's what they believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as well as that, I just say um, I say there was a few backhanders going on there too with Nefit, like because Nefit agreed to uh, a wider reopening of, of society is like um, what would I say? Adolf Hitler uh, resurrecting from the dead, like you know. Right, okay. Well, I, somebody got into trouble yesterday. It was Matty, was it Matty McGrath or somebody that mentioned something about Nazis? Or something no, but like. he was right. He was spot on. Yeah, well, he said, well, well I, I think it would have been, maybe that wasn't maybe the correct wording to use. But I do understand the point he was trying to make in relation to the way, you know, a government, and not just our government, but other governments around the world, are controlling populations at the moment. Yeah. We haven't seen that since World War Two. No, 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 we yeah. haven't. Yeah. You know, and the, and the whole the whole system is a disgrace. Like, people have been hounded. And they're being hounded, being treated like criminals. That's what they are. And it's, and it's not on. Yeah, well, that's what I can understand. Normal law-abiding citizens are being treated like criminals. Yeah, Matty like would Matty'd get married tomorrow if he could, you know what I mean? Oh, sure, why not? <laughs> why not? And I tell you, all the talk about mental health, there was no talk about mental health tonight. Uh, that's all gone out the window again. Mm. You had our friend Donnelly last night talking about little uh, sweeteners and about mental health. As you know yourself, Stephen Donnelly now talking like he's like... Uh, oh, did you see Stephen? He said it today, this morning. Do you know what I mentioned it the other night? I'm sick of Stephen Donnelly. Every time he's asked a question, he always says, it's a good day. The oh, first yeah, thing yeah, he yeah. said this morning on RTE was in his speech, it's a good day today. 
It's yeah. a good day. Listen, right. lads, I have to wrap it up. Listen, Matty, thank you. Thanks, Joe. Okay, no, oh, but just to clarify, by the way, the um, independent TD, Matty McGrath, has refused to withdraw a remark he made in the dog comparing policing of COVID-19 restrictions with Nazism. Numerous TDs claimed on Wednesday that a planned protest by taxi drivers on Thursday uh, has been banned by Garda Commissioner Drew Harris, something denied by the Garda Shea by the way. Uh, raising the issue with the Taoiseach, the Tipperary TD asked, are we going back to Nazi Hitler time? I heard this today from a taxi driver, a very reputable taxi driver who is well up in the industry, that that protest, as we mentioned the other day, we talked to a taxi driver, was meant to go ahead yesterday. And seemingly a phone call was made. Um, a phone call was made to the taxi drivers by, um, it's believed to be a guard or somebody high up, allegedly, was made and told them not to have the protest, even though they were only going to drive around in circles and not stop uh, for hire, so to speak. Um, they would still be charged and fined. Uh, for doing that. And that's why they had to pull it. And now when they did ask the police if this was true, the police said, no, no such thing at all. Absolutely no such thing at all. But I believe it is actually true. I do believe they were told not to have the protest. And I think that's what Matthew McGrath was referring to. Uh, And by the way, look, I don't care what sort of language he used in relation to it. I think, unless you're stupid, you know exactly what he meant. He was talking about, obviously, around World War II. And World War II was a time of the Nazis. All right? And that's the time the Nazis were around. That's the way they controlled populations. And he was talking about this idea of controlling a nation with an iron fist, I suppose. That's what he was referring to. You know, and that's just the way he referred to it. I don't think he should apologise for it. Maybe some people might deem as a little bit insensitive. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.